This is a Daily Purpose Bible Study and Devotional, a podcast by Our Given Purpose, your go-to destination for a transformative journey through God's Word. I'm Tori Slaughter, your host and Bible study teacher, joined by amazing men and women of God who share their testimonies through powerful devotionals that align with the daily assigned reading. If you haven't already, subscribe to this channel via the platform you're currently listening and let a friend know they too can get ready for a life-changing experience. Turn with me in the scriptures to Psalm 31. Psalm 31 verses 9 through 18. Be merciful to me, God, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. Because of all my enemies, I am the utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery, for I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. Let their lying lips be silenced for their pride and contempt. They speak arrogantly against the righteous. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word, Psalm 31, verses 9 through 18. Glory, hallelujah. We are continuing with Psalm 31. If you have not had a chance to listen to yesterday's day 221, I encourage you to do that as well. Welcome to Bible study titled, Cry of the Soul, Seeking God's Mercy. Psalm 31, verses 9 through 18 Ooh, it encapsulates these raw emotions of the soul in distress, seeking solace and mercy from the divine. This passage delves into the depths of human vulnerability, inviting us to witness the psalmist's intimate conversation with God amidst adversity. We cannot take these words too lightly because I know many of us have suffered and endured incredible, not just incredible anguish and pain. And we may not have had these words before us to know that God is our refuge and that we can go to him and that our enemies will be put to shame and silenced. Through these verses, we glimpse the connection between the human suffering, our suffering, and the divine presence. In verse 9, it says, Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. This plea for mercy sets the tone for this passage, the second half of Psalms 31. And these words resonate with anyone, any of us, who has faced distress and sorrow. The imagery of weakened eyes, you've cried so hard, so much, and a grieving soul 
reflects all the encompassing nature of the psalmist's suffering, illustrating the depth of their need for God's intervention. I don't know about you, but sometimes you can seem and feel so weak and so weary that even with a full night's quote-unquote rest, that it just seems so dark and so hopeless and you feel so helpless. But these words, this psalm, is not only an encouragement because we know of David's story, but it also gives us hope. Let's look at verse 10. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak. Mm. This verse just talks of the anguish, how palatable it has become. The weight of suffering has permeated every facet of their existence, consuming even their years with groanings of distress. The physical and emotional toil is is described so vividly, portraying a state of complete vulnerability. If I insert here just how our mind works and how if we stay in this state, how much more oppressed we feel, right? If we never seek the goodness of God, we will remain and our bodies will succumb to our thoughts. That's why it tells us, to keep our minds stayed on Jesus, which is life, because our mind can quickly and easily turn us into a death spiral. Let's look at verse 11. He tells us why. He tells us why he's feeling like this. Because of all my enemies, I am the utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. Hmm. This is utter loneliness. The psalmist's affliction has brought not only personal distress, but social isolation. The scorn of enemies and the abandonment of friends have added to their burden. Verse 11 reflects the loneliness that often accompanies suffering, where even the familiar faces become sources of distress. We can't look to man when we are in need of divine deliverance and help. And I believe that this verse lets us know that we have to look to God, that our perception in that point, because we are so weary, our eyes have grown weak with sorrow, our soul and bodies are grieved, that the perception of what we think people are doing and what they are, um, how they may be acting and reacting towards us, that could be a lie but we won't know it because we are moving in our emotions at this point. And the psalmist, King David, is reminding us that we need to keep looking to God. Verse 12, I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. It's interesting in this verse that when we say hurt people, hurt people. And if you pick up pottery, you have to be so very careful with it because you don't want to cut yourself, right? So this imagery of being forgotten is likened to that that broken pottery which conveys the feelings of insignificance and brokenness because not everyone goes to pick up the broken glass. Not everyone wants to pick up the broken glass or to clean up or try to even put back together something that seems impossible. But this also captures that feeling of being discarded and shattered by life's hardships. 
verses 13 through 15. For I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life, but I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. This is what I love about these verses. It helps us to understand that we can still hear what's happening. It's very much that phrase like, I can hear you. I'm standing right here. I'm listening. And he's letting us know, okay, while I can hear what they are saying, I'm placing my trust in God because my times are in God's hands. He will deliver me from my enemies and I'm going to use this moment. I'm going to use this time in order to solidify my relationship with God because amidst the turmoil, the psalmist's trust in God emerges as this beacon of hope. Even when surrounded by threats and conspiracies, their faith remains steadfast. They acknowledge that their times are in God's hands and trusting their deliverance from the hands of their enemies to the Creator. Verses 16 through 18, Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. Let their lying lips be silenced for their pride and contempt. They speak arrogantly against the righteous. Verses 16 through 18 is this plea for divine intervention. And he is also saying, listen, Lord, let them be put to shame, not me. I'm walking in shame right now, but let me not be not, let not let me not be put to shame. Let the wicked be put made silent. Let their lips be silenced. Because they are prideful and they are speaking arrogantly against your righteousness, against your anointed servant, but they're speaking against you. Our enemies are first God's enemies. That's something else for us to remember. This battle does not necessarily belong completely to us. It belongs to the Lord. Our position and our posture in it is to keep trusting in God's faithfulness, that we can learn and grow through this, that he is strengthening us. In our weakness, we are made strong because of him. He is our strength. He is our source. This divine intervention as the psalmist implores God to shine his favor upon him, seeking salvation through unfailing love, this trust and vulnerability leads them to cry out to God for deliverance while petitioning for justice. Let's not miss that. He wants justice against the oppressors who speak arrogantly. And I think like many of us, when someone has hurt us or done wrong and we are in this despair, we also don't want someone else to feel this way. At the core, we don't want someone else to have to go through it unless it is God-ordained and it is for their growth. But even in the midst of adversity, to pour out and to help others remember that God is still God and he's never going to put more on you than you can bear. And we can celebrate the adversity and the suffering as well as the joy. There's both. Amen? Amen.
So Psalms 31, 9 through 18, invite us into this intimate conversation with God, demonstrating that our creator is not distant from our pain. He's never distant from us at all. And when the psalmist says, hear my cry, O Lord, I cry out to you. It lets us know that when we cry out with our heartfelt, sincere prayers, desiring him to come nearer to us, that he does. And as we witness the psalmist's journey from anguish to hope, we are reminded that in the midst of trials, we, you and I, can pour out our hearts to the one who listens, understands, and offers solace. Dear friends, before we dive into today's devotional by contributing writer, Tammy Michael O., let's have a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Purpose Enthusiasts. Are you looking to elevate your visuals to new heights? Well, I've got fantastic news for you. For the month of August, I am honored to partner with A Daily Purpose, the podcast. Hello, I'm Broderick Slaughter, the founder and owner of Aesthetic Flow Media, your go-to source for all things aerial and visual. Whether you're in need of stunning aerial footage for commercial or residential real estate, or seeking breathtaking photos and videos for your special events, Aesthetic Flow Media has got you covered. I guarantee Aesthetic Flow Media will wow your clients, give your marketing the special touch, and capture special moments that will last a lifetime. Whether you're hosting an outdoor wedding, reception, family reunion, or any other outdoor event, let Aesthetic Flow Media document the joy and celebration in a way that will leave you breathless. Visit our website linked in the description. Guiding Scripture, Proverbs chapter 21, verses 5 through 7. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. The violence of the wicked will drag them away, for they refuse to do what is right. Day 222. Don't compromise your diligence by contributing devotional writer Timmy Michael O. The book of Proverbs is packed with treasures and divine revelation for navigating different aspects of life. This proverb speaks to me as a business owner and anyone who wants to thrive in the business world. A Christian's business principles or work ethics must be rooted in biblical revelations. Otherwise, we will follow the paths of wickedness, lie, cheat, or steal for money and career advancement. We must understand and never forget the importance of planning and diligence, starting small. We help ourselves by not being in a rush to make business decisions and profit. These qualities teach us patience, help build capacity, and equip us to handle real wealth. What is diligence? Carefulness and persistent effort or work are among the seven heavenly virtues. It indicates a work ethic, the belief that work is good. Diligent people not only have a vision, but also make steady plans that drive them towards their vision. Without a vision and purpose to actualize the concept, it is easy to lose sight of our goal. Thus, we can fall into the trap of comparison and compromise our values. 
If we compromise, we accept standards that are lower than desirable. And that is an inspiration of the father of lies. Although seeking to do financial business God's way may seem slow and challenging, it ultimately leads to generational profit. Amen? Amen. Day 222. Don't Compromise Your Diligence by Contributing Writer, Timmy Michael Lowe. A daily purpose Bible study and devotional offers you the perfect chance to initiate a conversation about God's word. We are deeply grateful to you for sharing this podcast with your friends and family. We thank our Patreon family and our many sponsors whose donations help us to provide this valuable content. If you feel led to contribute financially and become part of the Our Given Purpose ministry, please visit OurGivenPurpose.com. Your contribution will help us spread God's message and connect with people all over the world. Remember, you have seeds to sprinkle and don't lose sight of the ones falling on you. Where will they grow? By the road and shallow soil in the thickets? Or will they find a home in good soil to flourish and produce a good work? What God has begun in you, he will complete. Have faith and be bold. You've just heard a daily purpose, Bible study, and devotional, a podcast by Our Given Purpose. Go ahead and share it with a friend right now.